everyone this session introduces the malaysian poet e tiang hong and discusses the social and political situations in malaysia which had a profound impact on him as is demonstrated in his poetry e tiang hong was one of the most outstanding of malaya's first generation of writers in english he studied at the malacca high school the university of malaya and the university of reading in the uk he dedicated himself to education by teaching at the malacca high school and later became its principal he was also the vice principal of the malayan teachers college as well as a senior education officer at the ministry of education malaysia in 1969 he began lecturing at the faculty of education university of malaya in kuala lumpur He was disturbed by and disenchanted with the racially oppressive political developments in post-independent Malaysia. He migrated to Australia in 1975 and settled down in Perth with his family and officially became an Australian citizen in 1979. He lectured at the Western Australian College of Advanced Education. and took a phd in education from the university of western australia tiang hong was both a poet and an academic and wrote papers on education in addition to poetry and literary criticism as a poet his works have a large focus on discrimination dislocation exile identity and ideas of home reflecting his own personal journey and condition he passed away in april 1990 due to cancer to this day his works remain highly influential in the literary landscape of post colonial post independence malaysia and singapore malaysia with its plural ethnic background is a relative newcomer on the literary world map although this nation has been producing literature of caliber for the past few decades compared to india or africa malaysia has not loomed large on the popular imagination of the world however in recent years malaysia's economic boom and political stability has allotted it a position of prominence in the global scenario Malaysia is made up of the Malay Peninsula known prior to 1963 as Malaya and the two states Sabah and Sarawak on the Borneo island. Malaysia, an independent constitutional monarchy, was established on September 16, 1963 when Malaya united with Singapore, Sarawak and Sabah. In 1965, Singapore withdrew from Malaysia. and became a separate state in 1966 sarawak and sabah were designated east malaysia and former malaya was named west malaysia in 1972 west malaysia was renamed peninsular malaysia and east malaysia became sarawak and sabah the malay peninsula and the island surrounding it did receive sporadic attention in some writings by the colonialists namely the british many who served in malaya's administrative services 
wrote of the adventures and misadventures in the jungles of Malaya and Borneo. Malaysians have for many years read about themselves in the writings of others, mainly foreign colonial writers. Malay literature traditionally reached the public in non-written form where it was related by voice, staged as drama or shadow plays, or repeated in the form of a proverb. Contemporary Malay literature is identified with its author and presented in written form. In very recent years, proprietors of publishing houses have taken upon themselves the task of getting Malaysian writing in English to the global markets. A start in this direction has been made by placing them in major bookshops frequented by literary people. The three distinct races in multicultural Malaysia are the Malays, the Chinese and the Indians and there are numerous smaller ethnic groups as well. To trace the development of a plural society such as Malaysia, one has to revert to the past. By the time Malacca was founded around 1400 AD, the Malaya archipelago had for hundreds of years been part of a complex trading network from Africa to China. The geographic position of Malaya was fundamental to such a development. Being located on the convergence of two major sea routes, it was linked to the Indian and Chinese markets by the annual monsoon wind systems. Indian contact with the Malay Peninsula, which was largely confined to trade and cultural exchange, date back to the 2nd century BC. Indian influence in the area continued under the fall of the Malacca Sultanate in 1511 to the Portuguese, the first Europeans to arrive in Malaya. Malacca came under the British from 1795. Another reason for Malaya's growth was the richness of its natural resources, especially the tropical jungle which abound in aromatic woods and resins for which the Malay world became justly renowned. Up to 1876, tropical Malaya had varied plantations of coconut, betel nut, pepper, pineapple and others which were generally operated by the Chinese but some were run by enterprising Europeans. Encouraged by British colonialism, mass migration of Chinese and Indians took place in the mid-19th century. These immigrant races were allowed in to exploit the country's natural resources. They came as a large labor force to do the works Malays could not do. The Chinese came mainly from the provinces of South China. They came spontaneously driven by overpopulation and political conflicts in their own country. They practiced a composite religion of Buddhism, Taoism and Confucianism, bringing their own gods and their own languages, the different dialects being Cantonese, Hakka and Hokkien. They expanded Malaysia's mines and constructed roads. The Indian migration of primary unskilled laborers who were from the low castes in southern India 
was planned and directed by the colonial authorities and became the main plantation labor force indians from other parts of india came as businessmen and semi skilled workers and to work in paramilitary services they too brought along with them their religion customs and languages the ethno linguistic composition of the indian population is very complex local usage designates every south india as kelling and the north indians likewise dubbed bengalis irrespective of their territorial or ethnic origins 19th century british policy had transformed malaysia from a collection of malay states into plural multi ethnic society the unrestricted immigration of chinese and indian labor largely non muslim for the mines and rubber estates had continued until 1921 but by then they already outnumbered the indigenous muslim malays the british authorities generally regarded the chinese and indian immigrants as transients who had little intention of making a permanent home in malaya apparently war and the japanese occupation changed the entire pattern of immigration with the result that non malay communities became settlers the living conditions of the chinese and the indian laborers were most often pathetic they were exploited and abused at the hands of the owners and plantation managers many became addicted to alcohol and fell into a cycle of indebtedness however in the colonial structure the chinese and indians were employed at different wages this was a means of preventing united bargaining such a colonial divide and rule practice as well as problems inherent in the fragmented structure of the plural society made it possible for european employers and officials to succeed in splitting indians from chinese labor besides british policy in later years gave the chinese control of economic wealth and the malays and indians were involved in the agricultural sector after independence the malays became the ones having complete political power occupation by the british invasion by the japanese reoccupation by the british and finally independence from british rule brought about major changes in the lives and world view of all the communities in malaysia malaysians particularly the malays began to realize as to how the west had manipulated them for hundreds of years the colonialist had suppressed native education replacing it with colonial language value and culture imperial dominance shaped even the way the colonized people saw themselves the japanese too exploited communal differences among the people they however singled out the chinese for the most severe treatment mainly because the chinese were suspected communists one lasting effect of malaysia's desultory but significant colonial history is its multiracial population and the structuring of it as discrete communities the post independence period 
so rapid development in various sectors the government became determined to foster malay involvement in the economic sector the chinese wanted more political representation the government applied various measures to integrate the various ethnic components and imbue them with a sense of common identity one way of doing that the government decided was to promote the greater use of the malay language religious freedom was emphasized even though islam was accorded the status of official religion as prescribed by the federal constitution but as a matter of fact in the progress and development of malaysia priority has always been placed on the constitutional emphasis of the islam and the malays Thank you.